Welcome back to the One More Pod. What up, what up? After Christmas special. How you doing, Tommy? I'm feeling revived. I have a sandwich, I have a beer, and we posted nudes to our fucking Twitter. Well, you did. I posted your nudes to my Twitter, so... <laughs> you know. That's fine. Yeah, friendship. <laughs> <laughs> fucking friendship. But, uh... How, how did the holidays go for you? Anything eventful? Not really. Just hanging out with family. Saw a few friends while I was in Springfield that I haven't seen in a while. And that was that. Damn, you didn't come by on Christmas to see me. Unbelievable. No. I, I had stuff to bring to Devin. And once I was at Devin's, I talked to him for like two hours. So. Mm, yeah. So, gonna be making dinner soon. So I gotta run back to her place, which is an hour away from Springfield. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, you know, over the uh, holiday season, I got a, I got a set of headphones for, uh, for the pod, and uh, got me some clothes to, some nice clothes to take out on the town when, uh, whenever you come around. So I'll be looking a lot sharper next to you. Yeah, cause uh, you showed me up on Halloween. So, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Halloween. Uh, do what? What was I wearing on Halloween? Uh, the entire Puma Pokemon collab. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Uh-huh. That was fresh as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember you saying that the uh, the shoes hurt like hell, but it was worth it. Well, those are size 9, and in Pumas I wear a 9.5. Mm-hmm. Mm. Got you. Well, but the entire of the nine and a halfs were sold out, so I got the nines. Oof. Yeah. Which might I would have got ends, but they would just crease all terribly and shit. Yeah. But well, so I just went with nine and a half, the nines, and then I got the nines. I, they hurt, but my feet fit in them, and I can wear them for a little bit, and they don't crease all when I wear them. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, intending on getting the, uh, 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 nice pair of shoes that I saw, but I opted for flannels, so it, it fits me better than, uh, nice shoes. I'm not a nice shoes guy. I'm a boots guy. I have to face facts. I wear my boots 90% of the time. Yeah. We're boots people. Yeah, boots are comfortable. I don't oh, yeah. give a fuck with. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the Midwest in us, you know. Boots all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't wear cowboy boots, obviously, but I wear boots. You should. Well, quote unquote, wear boots. No, my fucking thighs aren't, not, not my thighs, my calves aren't big enough to wear cowboy boots. Ah, you don't need big thighs or calves. You need uh, just to just find a pair of boots that fit you. Yeah. One of these days, you and I will go to PFI and get some cowboy boots together, and we'll go out on the town just as cowboys. I'm okay if I never wear cowboy boots in my life. <laughs> you gotta get the real flamboyant ones, you know, like the really like neon-colored cowboy boots that are for city slickers, not ranchers. 
<laughs> or I'll just wear my black Tims. Nah, cowboy boots. <laughs> so, uh, got any news for me? Um, no. I was very ill prepared. <laughs> Leave it to you. It's uh -huh. okay. It's okay. I got news for the both of us, and I got a topic for us to argue today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's 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 up your alley though. It's about it's about the uh, the heartbreak kid. So uh, love him. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, first the news though. Uh, I don't know if you were a part of this uh, generation, but uh, do you know who Nade Shot is? I've heard the name. I never really watched. Well, uh, Nate Shot, a famous uh, shooting style gamer. Uh, Call no, of Duty. Yeah, he did Call yeah. of Duty. Uh, he did Minecraft for a little bit while it was popping. Uh, dated uh, dated I Justine. Yeah, he did Minecraft with Captain Sparkles a couple of times. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's known for being the uh, leader in. I, I don't know if he's a sole proprietor, but leader of 100 Thieves, the gaming team. Uh, he was on Optic. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's a father now. So, people of our generation are having babies. Congratulations, Nate Shop. Yeah. Uh, what's more is uh, 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 more more news. Uh, the PS5, now that the years come to an end, the PS5 outsold the Xbox Series X and Series S by over 300%. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the Xbox would perform better this generation. You would think, but the PS5 just has the je ne sais quoi. Uh, let's see. What's more, uh, there was a Ford car that displayed a your vehicle could not be driven message after a software update failed. <laughs> so... Leave it to Ford. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, let's see. Kanye West issued an apology to the Jewish community. So, we're happy for that although it was definitely his publicist so there is that you know not kanye. do what it was definitely not kanye's words no no it was not kanye's words uh you can check his uh his post out on uh instagram but for those that don't want to look that far uh he says i sincerely apologize to the jewish community for any unintended outburst caused by my words or actions it was not my intention to hurt or demean, and I deeply regret any pain I may have caused. I am committed to starting with myself and learning from this experience to ensure greater sensitivity and understanding more in the future. Your forgiveness is important to me, and I am committed to making amends and promoting unity. Uh, that is not his words. Uh, 
In fact, uh, when he decided that he didn't hate Jewish people anymore, it was because of Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street. So, or no, it was, oh, what was it? Jo- no, it wasn't Jonah Hill. It was, I think it was, no, I, uh, let me double check my words here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Kanye West returned to social media for the first... This was in March 20, uh, 25th of 2023. Uh, Kanye West returned to social media for the first time in months, late Friday, to declare that he likes Jewish people again, all thanks to Jonah Hill's performance in 21 Jump Street. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, this, is, uh, this is his publicist. The real Kanye West says Jewish people are cool because of Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that that's way more Kanye. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, something else that happened three days ago, uh, seven minutes and three seconds from, uh, you know, this is from twelve hours ago, but uh, three days, seven minutes, three seconds. Uh, Boogie2988, I don't know if you remember him. He was the, uh, the guy who had the, did somebody drink my Mountain Dew, you know, video from back in the day. I've heard the name. Yeah. Uh, really famous, really famous guy. Um, one of the OG YouTubers. Uh, he got banned on Twitch, uh, after he broke the sexual content guidelines by getting fully undressed on stream. Uh, But then he was unbanned three days, seven minutes, and three seconds later. So, I mean, hey. You know, he learned his lesson. I guess. (laughs) Uh, And uh, uh, Kamar De Los Reyes passed away on uh, Christmas. Uh, he was uh, Raul Menendez from COD Black Ops. Uh, he died age 56. So RIP to a goat. Yeah. Rip. Yeah, rip. And uh, I think that's it. Uh I mean, Kim Kardashian showed off her Christmas lights. Uh, you know, pff, fucking uh, Legos are in Fortnite. Uh, I, I loves Mr. Pew Pew loves Lego Fortnite. Does he? Mm-hmm. That's that's great. Uh, a high schooler lit themselves on fire and then jumped in the water. You know, normal stuff. You know, good for that high schooler. But have you played Lego Fortnite? I do not play Fortnite. Have you looked into it at all? I looked into it. I saw that Lego Fortnite happened, and then I also saw that Family Guy was on Fortnite. I saw... Yep. Uh, it's like... I saw Futurama five. was on Fortnite. Yeah, Lego Fortnite's more like survival yeah. building stuff. Like kind of like Minecraft style Fortnite. Oh okay. Uh, let's see what else. What else came to Fortnite that I was like, oh okay. Let's see, it was Legos. 
Same That's all I am with Futurama. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I saw that stuff happen. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I I'm not too much interested in Fortnite. I think it draws uh it, it draws too far away from uh the original battle royale concept. I'm more of an Apex Legends guy, but even still, I don't play. I just acknowledge. So. Mm. Yeah. I think Fortnite's fun. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It has a certain appeal to it that the others don't. It's cartoonistic and so, uh, very soft on the eyes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was really interested in getting back into... Uh, well, not getting back into, but getting into uh, Call of Duty because, you know, they had a battle royale and I thought, well, you know, if anyone does it right, it's probably going to be them. And so I was going to get into it, but then I saw they were releasing, like, Nicki Minaj skins, 21 Savage skins, all this shit, and I'm like, okay, so now we're in this, you know, skin-buying war. Yeah. So I'm just like, eh, fuck that. So I'm just kind of, yeah. I have I have Fortnite on my Switch. I I I I just don't care. You should. I have it on there just to, you know, hold on to it because I put so much money into it back in the day, with uh, Big Blonde. Me and him played it all the time, and. Uh, I never put money into it. I put but... too much. Me, Big Boy, and Zach always play it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you ever decide, well, okay, let me ref- let me let me go back a bit. If I can get, because I have the Switch, I just don't have the part that plugs into the TV. If I can get a hold of that, and then get the part that makes the controller a controller, then I might start playing more. Yeah frequently but playing as the standalone portable switch is ass i bet (laughs) plus i have no ethernet with that and ethernet makes everything a lot faster in this house so (laughs) i mean that's how internet works yeah fair but uh anyway you ready for more news yeah shoot it my way I'm done with my sandwiches, but I can actually add on to the conversations. Okay. Well, now we're getting into topics that you might actually care about. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, June 22nd, uh, which was the day, not the year, the day, uh, but back in 1998, uh, was what, Tommy? June 22nd, 1998. Without looking it up. Not a fucking clue. Well, you want me to answer that for you? Yes. It was the day Edge made his debut. Okay. Yeah. And do you know what he did in his debut? Called out Kurt Angle. I I don't know. (laughs) But uh, I was more talking about how Edge the rated R superstar 
made his debut and uh, uh, he um, trained with Bret Hart at this time. Yeah. Uh, along with Ken Shamrock and Mark Henry. Uh, and his... What? What? The Kurt Angle stuff came later. Okay. Well, in his debut fight, uh, his his debut match, uh, he made his way through the crowd and met Jose Estrada in the ring. Who? Jose Estrada. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, he's just someone that was there at the time. Okay. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the lesser used people. You know, that WWE always has on on hand to just kind of throw it, you know, up and comers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, uh uh <laughs> the two started to brawl. Uh Edge had the advantage. Jose Estrada uh was out of the ring. Uh and he hit him with a somersault and left him seemingly incapacitated. Yeah. Well, the match had to end prematurely because in his debut, Edge uh, <laughs> Edge broke his neck and Damn. left him incapable of wrestling. Damn. Yeah. He ensured he had a spot on that roster. Well, uh, what? (laughs) Edge ensured he had a spot on that roster. Oh yeah, I thought you were. I I thought you were talking about Kurt Angle. Still, I'm like, what? (laughs) What? Edge ensured he was making it into WWE one way or another. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, He felt terrible when he realized uh i i learned all this through you know wwe history videos that i was telling you about off pod yeah uh he did a recount of you know his biggest moments and one of those was obviously his debut and uh he felt physically physically ill when he found out that he had broken because he heard the snap and he thought it was like, you know, just like a table or something. No, it was he had broken the dude's neck. <laughs> so, you know, shout out Edge, the rated R superstar. Yeah, uh, he he will always be, you know, a goat in my book, definitely. Edge, always a goat. Yeah. And AEW now as a as Adam Copeland. But he is still a goat. Oh yeah. Well, he he comes yeah. back now and then. Like he was in that Royal Rumble. Yeah, but no, Edge officially signed with AEW. Oh. His okay. WWE did, and he officially went over to AEW. Oh. Okay. He will not be. Oh. Well. Uh, the more you know. The more you know. Uh, you know who else has signed with an alternative? Uh, um wrestling company who matt riddle yeah yeah matt riddle. matt riddle the the king of dude bros 
He's gonna go take on the Usos' cousin. He is in MLW now. Yep. Yep. Uh, I I think that is awesome. Genuinely. Yeah. yeah. He. Uh, that, yeah. Or and then like they they have this that they realize they have this such a passion for it. You know, they're like, wow, this stuff is amazing. It's fun. People love it, and it's like storytelling. And they're like, whoa. Yeah. Bro, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Matt Riddle. Shout it's, out. Shout out, Matt Riddle. Yeah. I, I released it. I loved his scooters. I, I loved his scooter intro. Everyone loved Matt Riddle, but he couldn't pass a drug test. Well, you know, he did have a mushroom tatted on his body, so they should have gotten a hint. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he, he was one of those people that kept giving a chance because people liked him so much, but there's only so much to do as a company. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully he's you know, getting a bit more clean because he's, he's, he is older now. Uh, yeah. He's not old, but he's older. Uh, he yeah. is... Uh, he was born in 86. He is 37. Damn. Yeah, but you know, once you start hitting your forties, you gotta you gotta cut back. Yeah, but uh, you know what's happening today? What's that? Madison Square Garden. Punk Madison Square Garden. And Dominic are going at it. Yeah, he joked that he's wanted to punch Dominic Mysterio since he was a kid. I don't think it yep. was a joke. <laughs> I genuinely don't think it was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's... We're going to see how it comes out, you know. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll make a, a follow-up they on that. Dominic Mysterio first. Do what? First. I hope they make him lose the Dominic Mysterio first, first match. You think? I hope so. Why? Because the way he left WWE. Oh, uh, you know that would be. I don't. I don't know how I would. I, yeah, it'd be funny, but like, I don't want Dominic to get any more dubs than he has. <laughs> Bro, Dominic Mysterio is a goat. He's gonna be on Mount Rushmore's when he is done with his career. He's just he's only, he, he he's plays honest. the heel so fucking well that it pisses me off. <laughs> and he's doing that at that level of success. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Yeah. It's like when uh when Ray got inducted and then he walked out, that just irked me. Like he was yeah, playing he's... he was playing heel, but it irked me. I'm like Royal that's Rumble your dad. Dad's mask. Yeah. Yeah, that irked me too. <laughs> yeah, so good at that. And then his fucking his bitch ass doing the the Eddie shimmy, the Guerrero shimmy. Yeah. Grr. Hate him. <laughs> and then going around saying Eddie Guerrero was his real dad from the old storyline. Oh man, yeah, the the. Who's baby dad? Uh, who's who's the baby daddy storyline from back in when he was a kid? Yeah, man, he has boasted about that. That's fucking. He's just so good. 
And then Rhea Ripley has that figure from back when they made they made it with the uh, Hasbro toys. <laughs> she has the old uh, um, Dominic Guerrero figure from the Baby Daddy era. That's beautiful. Yeah. Ah, man. Yeah. But CM Punk, Dominic, they're going at it tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably as we re- as we record, I think. Probably they're probably coming on the main event. Yeah, they're probably at the main event. Yeah, you gonna check on that? Let's check Twitter. All right, let's check Twitter. Let's see. Subscribe. Hmm. Oh shit. What's maybe up? Maybe they. Are. Maybe they went at it already. Ooh. All I'm seeing is stuff for NXT. This is not what I want to see. Just go to the WWE Twitter. That would have... I am Okay. I mean, their background is CM Punk sitting down. Is their background from CM Punk's old pipe bomb? No, it's the newer one. Okay. <laughs> I thought they just set the background to CM Punk's old pipe bomb. That's hilarious. Yeah, their, their most recent post is the... NXT Championship. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, let me let me do. Who who do, whose hashtag do you think will be more popping? Dominic's. It's easier to spell. What Dominic? No, CM Punk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag CM Punk. Hmm. Yeah, they've already done the the thing. Oh god damn that was loud. What was loud? Uh recording of the crowd. Gosh, yeah. They were all booing Dominic at once. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, he's good at getting boos. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he walked out in his, uh, in his stuff. You know, he's got the, the wraps on his hands and everything. Let's see. Uh, oh, okay. They've, they've done the match. Mm-hmm. CM Punk is avoiding everything Dominic's doing so far. <laughs> okay. uh, so who wins? I haven't seen. They've already finished the match. Well, yeah. The crowd doing its clobbering time. CM tried to take down uh, Brian Saxton. What Brian Saxton do? I don't fucking know. <laughs> he was doing his, you know, around the ring hype up shit and tried to take him out. Uh, let's see. Cody oh, Rhodes Brian. defeated Nakamura in a bull rope match. Uh, yeah, understandable. Bull rope match is kind of his dad's specialty. Yeah. Uh, 
Can they just give me the damn result? CM Punk wins. Good. I uh, figured that was what's going to Wins with the GTS. To go to sleep. Alright. Yeah. He wins. Fuck yeah. Punk. CM Punk. It's clobbering time. It's cl- Yeah, anyway. Alright. Uh, more news. You ready for more news? Yes. Alright. Jake Paul revealed that his next match is coming up. Uh, he's going to be yes. uh, going in March 2nd. March 5th. Mm-hmm. March 5th. And he'll be the co-main event? Yeah, he's going to be the co-main event. He's putting Serrano at the top. Uh, yeah. And then he's got a... Uh, uh, a debut kid, uh, uh, Havon Wana Walton, uh, who he has signed to MVP. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, March second, March second, not March fifth. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's gonna take place March second in Puerto Rico. Uh. He's going to co-main event. Amanda Serrano is from Puerto Rico, so he's putting her at top. Uh, she's going to be going against uh, Nina Mink. Uh, it'll also see the debut of uh, Havon Juana Walton. Uh, it's not Walton. been revealed. Uh, Walton. Yeah, Walton. Walton. Young kid, but he's a damn good fighter. Yeah. Oh, you looked him up? Yeah, I've done some research into this card. Uh, Walton's a pretty good fighter. So, so I've heard. Hell yeah. Uh, it's not been revealed who his opponent's going to be, uh, but as per this pod, we always update on that. Uh, considering that he's made it a mission to become a world champ, uh, it's probably going to be a pro boxer. Uh, he was successful against August, so you know, we'll see. Uh who do you think? You know, uh, I don't know who they go against. Yeah, uh, better than August, but worse than Fury. That's probably his sweet spot right now. Yeah, I, I think, think he should he take on. Uh, I think he should take on Tank. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say Javante. Davis would necessarily whoop his ass because Travante is a way lower weight class. Did you see that he's uh, decided to uh, become uh, muscle? Who? Uh, Tank. He he became muscle. Nope. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he he accepted the Muslim faith. Uh, or Islam, Islam. I, I Islamic faith. Yeah. Uh, Good for him. Yeah. But that makes him a Muslim. So. Uh, Trophy for that. But uh, yeah, he he's up there with Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali, who also converted to Islam. Yeah. So uh, maybe that'll make him unstoppable because those two were. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Ali lost a few times. Yeah, but Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson hasn't. Mike Tyson's lost. Well, 
not as many as Muhammad Ali. No. And Tank, he's unbeatable, so. Facts. Yeah. No. But uh, more with uh, Jake Paul. Uh, he partnered with uh, USA Boxing for the Paris Olympics. Yep, to be a trainer. Yeah, he's gonna he he's gonna take us to the top. Oh yeah. So he says. Except, gonna be competing. Huh? He won't be competing. I wish he would. I think that'd be awesome. It would be pretty cool to see, but uh, he's not gonna steal the spotlight from a bunch of people like that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just wants gonna go... to uh, help bring uh, bring awareness and growing popularity for team and uh, amateur boxing. Generally, he's building popularity for boxing just by showing up at that event. Yeah, and he's advising the athletes on how to grow their own brand and uh, you know, it, uh, I I think it'd be really cool. Uh, except you know, I I think. Uh, since these are also younger people, he might encounter some KSI fans in that, and I think that'd be kind of funny. Next year, next year, the other news, Jake Paul beats the fuck out of one of the USA boxing team for saying KSI could whoop his ass. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be some shit, wouldn't it? Yeah. Speaking of KSI, uh, did you see what Vidal said? Uh-uh. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, I damn near pissed myself when I read it. My uh, when, when I read it, uh, so I, I think you'll enjoy uh, what you know Vidal has said. Uh, he was brutally honest about KSI's skills. Uh, <laughs> uh, he uh, turned uh, to social media uh, to said that, uh, to say that KSI's boxing skills have gone downhill, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he was talking about how when he first entered the ring back in 2018 to fight Weller, uh, winning third round TKO, uh, uh, influencer boxing was still in its infancy. Uh, he was training with, uh, Vidal, uh, and, uh, since Vidal was undefeated, you know, it did have its impact on him, uh, you know, as far as training is concerned, because, you know, he's showing him the good stuff, uh. Compared to, yeah. Uh, he trained KSI for fights against Logan, uh, but he had to part ways to focus on his career. Uh, Vidal has crafted himself a record of 10 0 and 0, where KSI has fought seven belt, uh, bouts, uh, albeit much bigger than Vidal's. Uh, however, five years after the sensational entry, uh, Vidal says he has not improved. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, he thinks uh, uh, let's see uh, KSI used his jabs and used the space to cut Weller during the fight uh, he goes on to say that JJ used most of his fundamental aspects of boxing uh, uh, during the Weller fight when he trained JJ however since that fight there has been a decline in the 5-1-1 boxer's skills. Uh, he praised KSI for his improvement in speed, his improvement in power, as athleticism, and his confidence. Uh, but 
uh, his boxing performance, uh, he has not seen an improvement in. Uh, so he, uh, 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 he he goes on to say, uh, uh, his best performance was against Weller, the most you've ever seen JJ use. Uh, the, the most you've ever seen JJ use the most fundamental punch in boxing, and it's a jab. And that's uh, when that was when closer to when he first started, and I was coaching him to fight Weller. Since then, there has been a decline in skill shown. He got faster, more powerful, more athletic. He's got more confident, but I've not seen an improvement in his boxing ability. Uh, while Riley uh, uh, reflects on KSI's skills, uh, he might also enter the ring with KSI's longtime rival soon. Uh, on the 15th of December, Jake Paul defeated Andre August in the first round of their fight via sensational knockout. During the post-fight interview, the problem child expressed interest in fighting KSI's former trainer, Vidal Riley. So, uh, he posted his response on TikTok later, shared on uh, Twitter by Happy Punch. Uh, if that's his aspirations, mine are the same. Uh, then we both, uh, we both weighing 200 pounds, then yes, that fight could happen down the line. He also added that if the fight happens, it would be the biggest fight in boxing history. Uh, despite parting ways after the Logan Paul fight, uh, Vidal has been keeping up with JJ's progress, and uh, uh, yeah, he just he he goes he he just he says it in the nice Vidal Riley way. The dude's fucking tanked. <laughs> Uh, and I think like with just how he talks all the time do what now Vidal Riley is just so nice and polite with how he talks all oh, yeah. the time all the time dude's a Someone fucking sweetheart like, well if that's his goal then you know mine are, mine's the same we can make it happen yeah he's like uh, yeah yeah go let's let's do it you know let's uh let's make the biggest of it in history you know let's let, let's let's handle this KSI, your dog shit, but nicely. <laughs> we uh, love it. Oh yeah, Vidal, friend of the pod. KSI, sure. eh, you know. Oh <laughs> uh, well, he needs to improve. That that is a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think I, I think if he trained with someone else. I think it'd been. I think it'd improve, but his current team's not just. It's just not doing it for him. A bunch of back of the head shots, illegal fucking elbows. And it's like, dude, this team is not teaching you the right shit. Yeah, it's like, come on, you know, see about you know getting Vidal to hook you up with somebody or something. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's okay to have a weird style like he does, but he's not using it properly you know yeah yeah he's it's getting him in more trouble than it is victory yeah but uh last bit of news before i i decide to argue with you uh you ready for this yeah so i i got on tiktok today and i was scrolling through and i found this podcast uh and i think first of all Shout out them. They knew a lot more information about things than I did. Uh, shout out to 
the Silver Linings playlist. Uh, they uh, they they introduced me to something that I didn't notice when the Flash movie came out, uh, and that it is the Flash movie did a big fucky wucky, and in the worst kind of way. Uh, Who cares about the do what? Who cares about the Flash movie? It's not about the Flash movie. It's about what they put in the Flash movie. Okay, what they put in the Flash movie. Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, in the multiverse of the Flash, where uh, you haven't seen this movie, have you? No. Okay. Boy uh, alerts. Wants to watch. Turn away now. Oh yeah. If you decide you want to watch this, don't listen. Uh, in the Flash, when he's going through the timeline. Uh, it shows all these different Supermans and uh, all these different Flashes, so on and so forth. One of the ones that they put in was an AI depiction of George Reeves, which was the second actor to ever have played Superman. Uh, yep. And uh, for those who don't know and are still listening, uh, George Reeves donned superman's cape in 51 and he did uh a real life superman uh, superman and the mole men uh which led him to portray him in the tv series adventures of superman in 52 it catapulted him to stardom but it also shackled him and this is where a lot of actors these days they're what, what had happened was he got stuck in the character of superman and a lot of people don't like when that happens. For example, um, I, I think a good example would be uh, Batista. Uh, Batista decided that he didn't want to be stuck in wrestling, so he left. And then he decided he didn't want to be stuck as playing Drax and you know, all these big heavy characters, so he started doing drama. And now he's really tried to he, he's trying to explore all his options and make a name for himself broad spectrum instead of uh pigeonholing yeah. and uh yeah, that's what a lot of actors suffer is pigeonholing and it really fucks with them and you know it it gets to this point where you are known as hey you know that's you know this guy like hey for george reeves for george reeves it was hey that's superman uh yeah. for uh, Batista, it was, hey, you're a Drax. You know, do that, do that thing where you stand still and think you're invisible. You know, whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm sure, you know, John Cena, even though John Cena enjoys uh, being John Cena, you know, I'm sure there's times where he gets tired of people saying, you can't see me, you know, and, oh. <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck. Um, but anyway, it, it got... It got hit. It got to him really hard, uh, George Reeves, um, and uh, he he found himself trapped in the Superman image. He was unable to get out of it. No one would take him on for other roles, uh, and it it really clashed. And uh, and trigger warning for those who need it. Uh, you know, talks of suicide. Um, on June sixteenth. Uh, 
George George Reeves was found dead. Uh, he had shot himself in the head. Um, most people think it was suicide uh, because he was frustrated with being Superman only. He was tired of it. Uh, he also had romantic entanglement with Tony Mannix, uh, wife of the MGM manager, Eddie Mannix, uh, who was rumored to have connections to organized crime. So no one really knows. But, uh, you know. What happened, happened. Yeah, what happened, happened. Uh, but the circumstances uh, casted a shadow over his legacy. And uh, it ruined his image. Uh, but it also, you know, was a sign, hey, let's not pigeonhole people like this. So, uh, you know, it, if someone is, well, you're Superman, uh, now uh, hiring directors are more inclined to say, oh, you're, you've been Superman this long? Well, we'll give you a shot, but, you know, uh, that kind of attention could take away from the movie, so... But we're still going to give you a shot instead of just, no, no, you're Superman. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Flash movie uh, had an AI depiction of George Reeves in the Superman suit. Not an actual depiction? Uh, no, they didn't have an actual depiction. It was an AI depiction uh, of him in the Superman suit. Uh, uh, and the movie released on the... Uh, on June sixteenth, the 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 death day. <laughs> so, <Oof. laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I think the dead day. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, picture of Superman. Just... It, it was. <laughs> uh, AI. Yeah. AI. Yeah, we'll use AI to make you come back to life as Superman on the day of your death, which was possibly because you were Superman, but no one really knows. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, they depicted him, stirred controversy. Um, it depicted a whole bunch of different universes. Uh, it also depicted a universe that was more funny to see uh it was kevin smith uh who for those who don't know is uh uh he is uh blunt man or you may know him as silent bob uh in the jay and silent bob movies um big comic book nerd huge comic book nerd even uh and also a writer of comics it depicted his version of Superman that he wanted to be played as Nicolas Cage. Or played by Nicolas Cage. So there was a Nicolas Cage Superman in there uh, who was fighting aliens and shit. And that one was fun to see. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, for those who want to see it, go look it up. It's, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, Nicolas Cage as Superman is something that no one no one want, wants <laughs> except for Kevin Smith. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, anyway, uh, getting back on, to, uh, on track, uh, the CGI AI model uh, 
Uh, it was also without permission from uh, Reeves's family. So, you know, it 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 uh, it was really, really you know bitter. Um, very, you know, very poor taste. Uh, but yeah, it's in the Flash movie now. Uh, well, uh, what? I said you can't go back and change it now. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's that's it for that news. Um, what do you want to argue about? The Montreal screw job. Worth. Worth. <laughs> Fuck Brett. What? Fuck Brett Hart. I he think I over. I think Brett was uh, innocent and uh, yeah. was fucked over yeah. by yeah. the WWF for yes. uh, you know for Vince's purposes, not just because of the title. He was unwilling to do business and put over a new guy. He wanted to leave with the title, leave as champion. He was unsure of what he wanted to do. According, no. according to Bret Hart, he was unsure of what he wanted to do. According to Vince, Sean, and Triple H. <laughs> well, those guys... Okay, Sean, Sean was paid by Vince, first of all, to do it. Yes. He was aware of everything going down. Uh, Triple was... H was Vince's puppy yeah. because, you know, uh, he married into the family after all these years. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, I, I think I'm more inclined to listen to Brett, and uh, and not only that, but it put a bad taste in all of Canada's mouths because they fucked, you know, their, you know, Vince fucked Canada over by fucking over Brett. Yeah, no, I'm not saying I don't agree with what happened. I'm just saying Brett deserved to get screwed. Well, I mean, at the time, at what the, I've heard, what? he's he was refusing to drop the title. He was going to ECW, the rival company, that would not put over Shawn Michaels by letting him have the title. Well, he didn't. Uh, what, from what I was, I, I read into it myself. Um, yeah, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't coming in blindly, you know, d- defending uh, Brett. Uh, but he didn't want to give it to Sean because he was a part of the clique. Yeah. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, the clique was... Uh, it, it was... Um, uh, basically, it was Shawn Michaels, uh, uh, Kevin Nash, uh, Scott Hall, uh, Hunter Hearst Hemsley, uh, or Helmsley uh, and Sean Waltman that had uh, enormous backstage influence uh, and they would uh, they would all uh, uh, it, it also had Triple H uh, I don't know if I said that or not um, yeah. they ha- wielded a considerable amount of power with the company at that time uh, which they used reportedly uh to positively influence one another's careers and occasionally negatively influence the career of others. Uh, 
Uh, in 96, the click broke character at a live event uh, in an unscripted incident uh, referred to as the curtain call. Uh, yeah. They and, all were saying because the members of the click were leaving. Yeah. Uh, repeat that, you cut out. They were hugging and like celebrating and saying goodbye in the ring because all the members of that, some of the members of the clique were leaving to ECW. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or uh, WC. Yeah. Or which, but yeah. Uh, it, it was uh, uh, it, it was really rough. Uh, yeah. But it also started uh, NWO. Uh, yeah. It also started uh, uh, DX, uh, Michaels and Waltman, uh, served in both groups, uh, and uh, 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 H was part of DX, Nash and Hall were part of NWO. Um, it, it, was, uh, it was because of that that Brett didn't want to give it to... Uh, Michaels, he thought that if he gave the title to the click, that it would never leave the click. Uh, and uh, he also was really mad at Michaels because part of their rivalry uh, had uh, Michaels performing insulting acts, uh, and uh, uh, you know, just generally. Um, being raunchy with the Canadian flag uh, yeah. and and towards Canadian fans, which upset Hart because he was a uh, not a he, he he was a patriot of Canada. Uh, I think fucking sourpuss. <laughs> you think he's a sourpuss? He's in this business and he's being so damn sensitive about things. Well. The click part fair, I think. I, I think fair I mean, because they did they did an, yeah. like admit to being the click and they did uh, have that power. I mean, I mean, look at all those names. They <laughs> they blew the fuck up, you know, under their yeah. own protections. So yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, he was leaving WWE. What did it matter to him who had the title? Yeah, I I think I think if it was a different uh, emerging person, like uh, uh, who 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 the hell else was? Uh, I don't know. I I don't I don't know who who else was emerging at that time. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, at the time where WCW was like outdoing WWE in popularity, so even if someone was up and coming, it wouldn't have been enough. They had to put the belt on Shawn Michaels because yeah. Shawn Michaels was the biggest name in WWE. They had to have him have the belt to carry the company to success. So, but Bret Hart wouldn't do that. Uh, let's see. Um, other big names, but they weren't Shawn Michaels big, right? Well, I mean, he had uh, you, know, you, you had uh, you had Dude Love, you had uh, 
let's see who else Kane was there uh, Undertaker was there which uh, Hart had just taken that title from him uh, at SummerSlam so it right. wouldn't have made sense for him to give it back but um, yeah, it, it was a uh, yeah because The Rock was out by this point I believe uh, I don't even been in yet no I yeah. think uh, Austin was in. I don't think The Rock was. Uh, let me check. Rock was. Rock wasn't there. He might have been in, but he wasn't like. Yeah, he was in The Rock. He was The yeah, Rock. He was. Was he The Rock? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. Rocky Maya. Well, I mean, this this was '97. This was right before Attitude Era. Okay. Which, I mean, they could have put the belt on. Uh, Austin, Steve Austin. Yeah, but I don't, it would have went over as well. You know, they should have put it on think... Vader. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shawn Michaels was the right move at that decision. Then Shawn obviously was injured and could put over Steve Austin mm-hmm. at the next WrestleMania, which kicked off the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. So putting it on Shawn Michaels was the best the right move I, I just don't know uh, I, I think uh, it, it's I mean, to... I mean uh, you know it, it's an unchangeable result regardless of what we decide but uh, I, I think I, I think the, that uh, I, I think that heart had a put the valid yeah, there wasn't someone better to put the belt on. The Rock. Give it to The Rock. The Rock would be where The Rock's at without fucking Steve Austin. And if you didn't boost Steve Austin by having him beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, then you probably wouldn't have the amazing Attitude Era that we had. Well, I mean, the the Montreal Screwdrop is an amazing experience. Not uh, not experience, uh, amazing proof of butterfly effect. Uh, yeah. Without that screwdrop, WWE landscape would probably be twenty times different. I believe. Yeah. Uh, I think. Okay, so SummerSlam '97, Hart takes it from Undertaker. Mike, uh, Michaels is the referee. Uh, the finish of the match saw Hart spit in Michael's face. Michaels swings a chair at Hart, who ducked. The chair strikes Undertaker. Uh, Hart covers Undertaker. Michaels reluctantly performs the three count. Uh, his uh, The WCW contract was scheduled to begin December 5th, one month after WWF annual Survival Series event which is held in Montreal. Shawn Michaels, yeah. leader of DX uh, stable, uh, has been booked in a main event title match with Hart. McMahon uh, doesn't want Hart to give up the title, or anxious for Hart to give up the title, sorry, uh, sought his consent uh, uh, to job to Michaels. Hart refuses because uh, the title is going to a member of the clique. Uh and standing he uh, uh, apparently standing up for the locker room 
because you know, he wants other people to have their limelight. Uh, mm-hmm. A part of the storyline, Michaels repeatedly performs acts insulting the Canada, Canadian flag and Canadian fans, which also has him pissed off, uh, legitimately. Um, and then uh, yeah, uh, wrestling fans knew uh, Hart had personal difficulties with Michaels. Uh, uh, he had ang- been uh, angered at Michael's forfeiture of the uh, championship in 97, ruining plans for a Hart-Michaels rematch at 13, where Michaels was expected to lose to Hart. Uh, Hart also believes that Michaels faked a knee injury and talked about major surgery just to get out of their planned match. Uh, Michaels denied the rumor that he didn't want to lose to Hart, and indeed, Hart wound up winning the title shortly after Michaels relinquished it. Uh Hart felt certain the uh, Michaels would not have offered a loss in return if he had been staying with the WWF. To uh, to uh, the two of them uh, involved in a real fight after Michaels implied that Hart was having an affair with Valet Sonny. Uh, the storyline rivalry had also seen Michaels making insults about Hart, uh, Hart's father Stu, uh, which had left Brett and others in the Hart family upset. McMahon offered a, a three million contract. Uh, uh, to Hart, which also upset Michaels. Uh, it goes on. Uh, McMahon insisted. Uh, Hart dropped the title. Uh, WWF owner was anxious over Hart pulling a move like uh, that of former employee Deborah Michelli, uh, also known as Medusa. Uh, which was a veteran women's wrestler who competed under the name Medusa, you know, as I just said, performed as Alondra Blaze in the WWF, uh, won the championship during her stay there. McMahon uh, neglected to renew her contract when it expired, and she signed with WWCW, or WCW uh, while still women's champion. Uh, when she made her first appearance on Nitro, uh, Medusa made fun of her time in the WWF, brought her title belt, which the WWF had neglected to take back uh, with her to the program, dumping it into a trash can. And McMahon was, uh, you know, genuinely fearful of a repeat of that uh, because Hart would have really fucked them if he had done that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Despite claims from Bischoff that the legal issue between WWF and uh, WCW would prevent such a thing, he would rather have Hart join WCW with a clean slate. Uh, he refused to drop the title uh, continuously, offering to lose the title anywhere in the United States prior to Survival Series or to surrender the title to McMahon on the episode of Raw the day after Survival Series in Ottawa, Ontario, uh, Canada. After several disagreements, uh, Michael and Hart agreed to propose agreed to a proposal of a disqualification match, which would be the result of a brawl between Hart's allies Owen, uh, Jim, and Davy Boy, while Michael's allies Triple H and China uh, would interfere in the match to aid Michael's. Hart would then lose or forfeit the title at a later date, uh, as he was not due to start in WCW until December. Uh, Hart asked for and obtained McMahon's permission for an opportunity to explain his actions. Uh, his heel character... Uh, praise McMahon and the WWF and thus leave on good terms with the company and the fans. At some point in the days leading up to Survival Series, uh, Survivor Series, however, 
McMahon began to reconsider. The word of Hart's impending departure from the company had leaked to fans and wrestling news sources. McMahon was worried that allowing Hart to remain champion after a match at Survivor Series would cause problems and reckoned that Bischoff was still prone to doing anything he could do under McMahon's skin uh, to get under McMahon's skin, and McMahon thought that he would likely uh, he would be likely to mention the signing of Hart to WCW on Nitro the following night. Something Bischoff said would not have happened under normal, uh, normal circumstances. Furthermore, Bischoff would have a one-hour head start on McMahon due to Nitro going on air live at 8, which would have been more than enough time to announce Hart's, uh, Hart's WCW arrival. Therefore, McMahon felt he needed to find a way to preemptively strip Hart of the title. <sighs> That's a lot to read. And then, yeah. uh, you know, listeners, you can go to... I'm, I'm not going to recount the setup and the execution. You can go to fucking YouTube and watch that. It's yeah, a worthwhile was... fight. <laughs> you can see... Here's 1997. You can see all of it. Yeah. And uh, you can also check out the 98 documentary, Hitman Heart Wrestling with Shadows, um, which is where he's... Uh, said that his fears were largely uh, uh, because he was close friends with the referee Earl Hebner and trusted him implicitly. Uh, and uh, Hebner swore by his children that he would never double-cross Hart and he would rather quit his job than participate in a screw job. And then, mm -hmm. lo and behold, he fucks him. That was a screw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however, uh, the crowd was... Uh, aware of his move to WCW and jeered him with chance of you sold out as the match progressed. Uh, Michaels uh, did more flag desecration. Uh, and, you know, they did all their shit. Uh, so on and so forth. Uh, and then when the match ended, uh, Hart goes up to the ropes and hawks a loogie on... McMahon's face, which everyone and their mother wants to do nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he he was heel all along. <laughs> uh, it was not... Do what? It was not a character for Vince McMahon. No. No, he... Yeah, it, it fucked him. Uh, he, he fucked him all the way. Um... And then uh, uh, Michael's theme music began playing as the... Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, Michael's tightened the hold. Uh, he did a... Uh, uh, what was it called? Um, uh, shit. What, what, was, what was Hart's move? That, uh, sharpshooter. Yeah, uh, sharpshooter. Uh, Michaels did a sharpshooter. Um, uh, he was in it, and he had not tapped. You can watch the video again. Like I said, watch the video. Please watch the video. Uh, he did not tap. Um, and then uh, Mike Chioda, the referee who was uh, supposed to run in after Hebner went down, began yelling back that Hebner was not supposed to be up yet. Uh uh, Owen Hart and Davy Boy were waiting for their cues. Uh, they remained backstage, confused. Uh, 
and uh, uh, and then uh, uh, Michaels tighten the hold, uh, refused to offer his own leg to Hart for uh, the ladder to break out of the hold. Habner got to his feet, looked toward the timer uh, timekeeper Mark Eaton, and shouted, "Ring the bell!" McMahon then elbowed Eaton hard and yelled, "Ring the fucking bell!" Eaton rang the bell just as Hart reached forward and grabs Michael's leg, uh, which broke the hold and caused Michael's to fall. Uh, according to uh, Hart, uh, while he was trying to trip Sean, uh, Sean's knee, he heard Vince McMahon say, ring the bell, and he described that he knew he was screwed right after the bell rang. Uh, Michael's music's played. Uh, they declare him the winner. Uh, Jim Ross can be heard on commentary asking what happened. Uh, and he, uh, a moment later, he says, Bret Hart gave up in the sharpshooter. Uh, moment of shock, Hart got to his feet, approached the apron where McMahon was standing, spat on him. Uh, Michaels feigns confusion. Uh, he was ordered by McMahon to pick up the damn belt and get the hell out of there. He left with Briscoe and Triple H. Broad, uh, broadcast signal cuts off almost immediately after Michaels uh, uh, exit with the last shot being a tight close-up of the Survivor Series logo above the entranceway. Uh, they all, uh, a bunch of WWF officials and McMahon made their way backstage as an angry uh, hitman heart smashed cameras, monitors, ringside equipment. Uh, uh, fans in attendance also began to vent fury on McMahon and the WWF officials. A few even heaped garbage on them, and some who were close enough pushed Michaels as he hurried backstage. Uh... Hart, Neatheart, and Davy Boy came out to the ring and had a conversation with Brett, trying to calm him down. Uh, Hart proceeded to finger trace WCW and I Love You to the cheering fans uh, before returning backstage. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, definitely got screwed over. Oh, yeah. thing he did. Yeah, yeah, he he got screwed over bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he screwed over, but. I mean, he wouldn't do business, so what did he expect to happen? Well, uh, like it was saying earlier, you know, um, he did plan to relinquish the belt. It just, he wanted it to be after Survivor Series, and uh, you know, he wanted to relinquish it to McMahon and not to the Click. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, he, he reacted poorly, uh, and uh, Undertaker... Uh, yeah, as I was watching all all of this on YouTube, uh, Undertaker uh, said that he was there. Uh, he went to Brett's dressing room, uh, expressed the, uh, to Brett that he could not believe went down. Uh, yeah. Then he went to really? uh, he went to Vince's office, banged on the door. McMahon opened and uh, 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 was told to apologize uh by undertaker <laughs> yeah and uh uh in uh uh michaels in his autobiography uh that he made uh he was uh told by mcmahon not to say anything. He he was supposed to act completely oblivious to the screw job, you know, until uh, Hart was out. Um, so there there was 
you know, two sides to it. You know, Undertaker, you know, shout out Mark Calloway, Undertaker. You know, fucking awesome dude. Um, you know, he, he goes, makes McMahon apologize. Um, uh, you know, told the uh, heart that, you know, he was pissed off too. Uh, yeah. You know, he was the mediator. So that was really fucking cool. Um, uh, uh, Hart in his autobiography, because both of them made one, uh, Hart in his autobiography said that uh, Undertaker and a lot of other wrestlers would have done a mutiny uh, had he asked. Um, so that would have been insane. Um, yeah a risky move very risky but if they had signed to wcw wwe would not exist yeah yeah Uh, because you know at the time undertaker was massive uh and depending on the other wrestlers because it's not disclosed uh depending on the other wrestlers that would have been insane um we already know triple h wouldn't have gone uh sean wouldn't have gone uh, uh, you know, Briscoe, Slaughter, they would not have gone either. They're, you know, at the time they were McMahon's puppets. Yeah, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels, I think, even said that he felt like a soldier going into battle for the president. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, at that time, he really had a hold on everybody. Now, of course, nowadays, Shawn, uh, Shawn Michaels is an amazing guy. Uh, he does not have uh, Vince McMahon holding onto his balls like that anymore. Uh, but he yeah. was an up and comer, so he really had to play pet. Um, so I'm not saying that you know uh, uh, the Heartbreak Kid is like a you know. I Vince don't know. McMahon is shit in the situation. Yeah. yeah, Vince McMahon is the is the piece of shit. Yeah, he's he's the one that is like at the center of it all. Uh, but what I think was really funny, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Vince, uh, and, uh, Brett finally, you know, started talking back and forth after the events. Um, yeah. and, uh, Hart told him, leave or you will be knocked the fuck out. And yeah. Vince did not leave, said, I'm going to give you one. And Hart threw a right hand, hit Vince in the temple, dropped him to the floor. Yeah. Uh, Shane uh, Shane McMahon, who was there, uh, Briscoe as well, uh, struggled with Hart and Davy Boy. Hart told them to take McMahon and leave or risk similar consequences. Uh, when uh, Brett asked McMahon if he was going to screw him on the pay he was still owed, uh, McMahon replied in the negative uh, in the hallway outside of the dressing room uh, Hart's at the time wife Julie was berating Triple H and the others uh, <laughs> absolutely giving them the talking to and if, if anyone wants to uh, go to WWE's YouTube and watch uh, the recounting of this uh, that uh, Shawn Michaels gives and all the others. 
they show a video of it and triple h and the rest of them they're like standing with their arms like one arm holding the other like in front of their crotch looking down like like punished school children as he <laughs> as she gives them this lecture and is like i can't she she's talking shit like i can't believe you did this you know yeah he he's loved you guys you know you guys were like a family to him you know blah 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 like she is unhinged towards triple h and them and at the time like i said uh vince really had his hand on everyone's nuts like they were playing pet just so they could keep their job uh yeah you know triple h nowadays i think He's he's married into the family, but I think he doesn't really enjoy that McMahon's back in WWE. Even as like, I, I think I think Triple H is still head of entertainment, right? Yeah, head of creative. Yeah, but I don't think he's like too happy that McMahon's back at at all. Uh, I, it, it's about time for him to retire. I I would say. Uh, I think McMahon, I think McMahon is out now. Uh, he got kicked out because of the allegations, but then he came back. I don't know if he's out-out. Uh, I think he's out-out, or doesn't have a hand in creative, at least, anymore. After the merger. Well, I, I, uh, uh, that, that is true. He That did happen. I don't know. Um, that That's something to look up later, though. Um, but yeah... Uh, see what did I? Uh, what what was else was I gonna say? Um. Uh, Mick Foley, uh, backed him on it, uh, in protest of, uh. Uh. It, okay, so backing up, um. Uh, Julie was going off on Triple H and them, uh, but was escorted away by Owen, Owen Hart. Um, man had a black eye and a sprained ankle, which, according to Hart, was a result of him punching, uh, of his punch lifting Vince off of the floor, uh, and Vince rolling his ankle once he landed. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he was not to be fucked with. Uh, McMahon and Briscoe have since stated on WWE Confidential that Briscoe accidentally stepped on Vince's foot, uh, as he tried to get back to his feet. I don't think that that's accurate, though. Uh, <laughs> immediately sprained his ankle, sent him back to the floor, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and uh, said that Briscoe's action was a comedy. Uh, Michaels and Triple H were later confronted and assailed by angry fans outside of the Molson Center. Uh, Hold on, you did robot. Oh. Hello? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, you're back. But like, you went full robot. Like, your voice went completely metallic. Oh, my bad. Uh, I was saying that uh, McMahon and Briscoe. It's, oh, what? Still, still fucked. Is it? Yeah. Music. <laughs> you sound like a fucking robot, dude. Do I? Okay. Well, I think great place to end it. What? So what's your final verdict? While your while your voice is still around, what's your final verdict? What I, I wasn't gonna end it yet. I can't understand what the fuck you're saying now. Oh, uh, hold on, let me see.
was. Technical difficulties, hold on. Alright, we're back. Uh, yeah, I, I fixed it, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't want to end it yet. I was still talking about the, the screw job. Yeah, uh, no, but that audio was terrible. It, I'm sure, I'm sure it was. <laughs> uh, I, I still need to figure out some things as far as my internet is concerned, so bear with me on that. Uh, I, I'm looking to get improved internet so that the podcast does not have those issues. Um, did you? Is fine. Uh, what? I said it's fine. Everything is fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I was saying McMahon and Briscoe said that Briscoe uh, stepped on Vince's foot, and that's why uh, he had a sprained ankle. But uh, yeah, we all know that that's a lie. Uh, yeah. Michaels and Triple H were confronted and assailed by angry fans outside of the Molson Center and in the lobby of the hotel. Uh, Neidhart, Davy Boy, and Owen... Uh, had flown out of Montreal with Brett. Um, McMahon faced a major revolt in the WWF locker room. Most wrestlers were outraged at him and threatened to boycott Raw or leave the company. Uh, McMahon addressed in a meeting in an effort to uh, mollify the wrestlers who had been outraged uh, that a WWF veteran had been double-crossed by McMahon. Uh, Many feared for their future, were suspicious at McMahon. Uh... McMahon tried to explain that Hart had been disregarding the company uh, by refusing to drop the title in Montreal. Uh, McMahon claimed that Hart was jeopardizing the company's future. You know, you know blah, blah, blah. Uh, a potential revolt had been uh, also quelled by Hart's counsel. Uh, he told the wrestlers who asked about him uh, about boycotting Raw or leaving the company. He advised them to fulfill their contractual obligations and not risk their future over the episode. In protest, Mick Foley did not attend the next night's Raw show, but returned to work after uh, that due to a phone call from Jim Cornette, as well as his contract stipulation. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, he, Mick Foley, being the badass that he is, fucking love Mick Foley, was like, you know what? No. No, I'm not gonna do this. You know, Hart was my buddy. I'm sticking with him. And then he gets a phone call from Jim. You know, I think I'll I'll show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, which, you know, Mick Foley, he had family to pay for. So, yeah. he couldn't risk that. Um he uh, commented in his uh, heart commented in his biography that if fully uh, returned to WCW uh, he would be committing career suicide so that would have been bad uh, Rick Rude who was working there briefly as a storyline manager for Michaels uh, was a real life friend of hearts called WCW informed Eric Bischoff of what had transpired and returned to WCW two days after the event mostly due to his disgust over Hart's treatment Rude appeared on both WWF Raw's War and WCW Monday Night Nitro uh, on November 17th. Uh, mustached Rick Rude appeared on Nitro, which was live, proceeded to criticize Michaels, DX, and the WWF, calling the company the Titanic. Uh, 
a reference to Titan Enterprise, a WWF parrot company, uh, was then known as the Sinking Ship. Uh, an hour later on Raw, which had been taped six days earlier, Rude then appeared with the full beard that he had been sporting due to his last few weeks in the WWF. Uh, of the Hart family, only Owen continued to work with the company, being unable to terminate his contract. Uh, let's see. WCW addressed Hart in the aftermath the uh, same night. Uh, strongly criticized McMahon and Michaels. Uh, and uh, uh, the, st- the show started with Bischoff making reference to Hart's impending arrival. Uh, punching uh, and his punching McMahon in the face, and then he used his on-air persona as the mouthpiece for the NWO uh, to claim uh, that Hart was joining, was to join the NWO as soon as he could sign with WCW. Hollywood Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and the rest of the NWO managers uh, members stood with the Canadian flag and sang the Canadian national anthem. Uh, WCW invoked the screw job again at Starcade '97 as Hart prevented Hogan from leaving the WCW. Uh, He claimed that the referee, Nick Patrick, gave a fast count and he would not allow Sting to be screwed. The result was what the critics called an anticlimax. Goldberg and Hart uh, were guest for uh, what... At Starcade 99, the finish of the match between Goldberg and Hart was for guest referee Roddy Piper to ring the bell. Uh, once Hart placed Goldberg in the sharpshooter, despite Goldberg not submitting. So, they made jokes about it. Hell yeah. But, to end uh, the pod, as well as talking about the screw job, and to give our final I opinions. Hart deserved to get screwed. I wasn't finished. <laughs> That's my final verdict. He is not innocent. He wouldn't do business, so they did business for him. You know, I think that McMahon was a bit too leery of him doing what Medusa did and cut it too early when I believe Hart would have actually given up the title to McMahon, you know, handover. Understood the business better than Medusa did. Yeah. I believe he would have, but, you know in the heat of the moment and everything you can't make you can't take those chances if you're Vince McMahon your company's already failing in the ratings you got to do something with shock value yeah but i i feel like i don't know i i feel like he he could have done something else like maybe had you know uh yeah he he could have he could have had uh them do their thing and have the tap out and heart win and then as heart keeps his title have like a run in or something the shock value in that though because he could have had a, a run in from the rock yeah but like I don't think that would have carried the same weight as Shawn Michaels, the top thing in WWE. Because you got to understand his popularity at that time. Yeah. They were number number one, two guys in all of professional wrestling at that time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have had that same shock value if you had just a simple run in with someone. Yeah, I don't know, but um, anyway, uh, you know, to finish it off, you know, the screw job, like I was saying earlier, butterfly effect. Uh, it it was the most one of the most high profile double crosses in the history of wrestling. Uh, Ever. Yeah, and the first heavily publicized professional wrestling double cross since uh, Wendy Richter lost the WWF Women's Championship to a masked fabulous moolah. Um, it was perhaps the most controversial match in the history of WWF, uh, with the effects of its outcome being felt over a decade. Uh, it left infamy. Uh, and legacy in the company. Hart was ostracized by McMahon uh, and later refused offers of induction. Uh, the Hart family expressed outrage with McMahon and the WWF for their neglect and lack of safety precautions that could have prevented Owen Hart's later accident and death. Uh, yeah. Which, for those who don't know, Owen Hart died on live TV. So... It was, and they, show. and what? And they continued the show. Yeah. So After they, the yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah. Uh, Hitman Hart wrestling with shadows included footage of McMahon's conversations with Hart, in which he affirmed the planned disqualification finish and expressed determination for Hart to exit the right way, and as amicably as possible. Uh, McMahon did not know the conversation was being recorded uh, in recordings Hart refused to drop the titles to Michaels yeah. uh, the screw job uh, impact defined uh, later storylines and rivalries though uh, good things did come of it that's why you know it's uh, part of their history and not a hidden piece either uh, yeah WWF successfully tapped the fans' outrage at McMahon over the incident, uh, creating the persona of Mr. McMahon, an, author uh, an authoritarian and arrogant heel boss uh, who imposed his own will and authority on rebellious characters, such as Steve Austin. Uh, within the storyline, McMahon screwed such wrestlers in order to hand the title to the performer of his choice. Uh... The Brett, uh, Brett Screwed Brett line inspired promos that McMahon made uh, during his feud with Austin. Uh, at Unforgiven In Your House, McMahon sat ringside, placed strategic, uh, strategically next uh, to the timekeeper uh, during Austin's title defense against Dude Love, which caused Austin to allude to the Montreal Screwdrop during a professional interview at Survival Series 98, the first anniversary of the Screwjob. McMahon's son Shane, a match referee, abandoned his on-screen rebellion against his father and allowed his father to screw Austin by refusing to count Austin's pinfall against Mankind. The McMahons then double-crossed Mankind in his main event, the WWF's championship match against The Rock later that night, and just as The Rock put the sharpshooter hold on Mankind, McMahon called for the bell to be rung, even though Mankind did not submit. The Rock was declared the winner by submission and the new WWF champion fully reenacting the Hart double cross, this time with a switch between the respective face and heel character. Uh, so yeah, they they 
made. They didn't keep it a secret thing. Yeah. They yeah. just yeah, it happened. But yeah. we're just going to capitalize off of it. And they, they created the Attitude Era with it. Yeah. Which some would say, I think most would say, was the biggest and most influential uh, part of WWE history. Yeah, it, it, Synonymous I, with WWE. Yeah, it, it is... I would say... Uh, no... I, I would say probably... See, there was the Golden Age, which was, you know, before... And, uh, you know, Hart also was a very clean dude. Uh, he, he didn't like the, uh, beginnings of the Attitude Era. Um, he didn't like how it was destructive and violent and, uh, you know, all the, you know, hateful shit that came of it. Yeah. So he he wouldn't have stuck around for it anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, it, WWF turned all of that into surpassing its surpassing WCW uh, uh, with its business declining and the corporate takeover of its company Time Warner. And WCW was put up for sale, purchased purchased by McMahon in two thousand one making WWF the single largest wrestling company in North America. Um, yep. Uh, Bret Hart's entry into WCW has been hailed as a major coup for the company. Uh, it utilize, failed to utilize its power uh, and popular appeal. Uh, yeah, they were bigger than WWE at one point. Yeah. Well, uh, no, they were... I, I, I was talking about they failed. They failed to utilize Bret Hart. You know, they they did what oh, yeah. uh, AEW has been doing and like taking people up, but then not using them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, his act, his, his wrestling career ended in two thousand when he suffered a serious concussion during a match with Goldberg. Uh, yeah. And uh, he dropped uh, after dropping the WWF title to Austin at WrestleMania. Uh, uh, 14 in 98 Michaels was forced into retirement uh, for four years due to a serious back injury Uh, so it it created a very big moment like I said the butterfly effect is very real with this Uh, he returned in 2002 at SummerSlam retired in 2010 at Wrestlemania 26 uh uh, losing a streak versus career match uh, to The no, Undertaker. The single best match in WWE ever. I don't know. I don't know. There's Ooh, there's that, some good matches. A, yeah. There's some really good matches. Uh, I, I'm personally, uh, even though it's probably one of the most talked about and I I wouldn't I wouldn't say overrated. I wouldn't say overrated. I would say over over talked about probably. Uh the cage match Undertaker versus uh Mick Foley 
the cage match. I, I think that that's my that's my favorite. Well, that's good. Hmm? That was a pretty damn good match, but that lacked the storytelling that I like in matches, you know? For me, it was just like, oh, it really capitalized on Mick Foley's character of being a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, I really like that uh, uh, after that match, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, um, Mick Foley, you know, for those who don't know, Mick Foley really got fucked up, like, legitimately. Like, his tooth, was, his incisor yeah. went through his yeah. face and into his nose. <laughs> it's very bad. Yeah, but uh, against better judgment and against everyone in the locker room saying not to uh, after his match with Undertaker where he got so fucked up which go watch it on YouTube it's worth to watch uh, especially the recounting by uh, Mick Foley and Undertaker uh, he gets up and goes back out and tries to uh, do a run in with his uh, fucked up self <laughs> and yeah, he can t- and he gets the shit beat out of him again. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure he gets th- thrown through the cage again. It was something. It was worth it, though. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, Streak versus Career with Undertaker main event came out of retirement for one match eight years later at crown jewel 2018 uh which was pretty cool uh, and then uh, wwe.com announced late 2005 that Hart and wwe agreed to collaborate on a dvd project chronicling Hart's re- uh wrestling career uh uh attributed his de- his decision to his desire to be remembered for his storied career that spanned two decades. Uh, project was given the working title Screwed, the Bret Hart story, uh, renamed to Bret Hitman Hart, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Uh, in 2005, uh, both Hart and Bischoff denied that his holding the WWF title was a factor in WCW's desire to sign him. Uh, McMahon claimed that there was mutual regret uh he defined his actions and asserted this uh and asserted that he stood by what he did uh he was interviewed about the dvd in his uh career by todd grisham on november 16 2005 edition of bite this making hart's first appearance on wwe program since the montreal screwjob yeah dang yeah so it it was insane uh, Ric Flair also criticized his refusal to lose, uh, asserted that it was Hart's responsibility to drop the title, uh, but also Flair himself was the champion when he left the company and signed with WWF in 91. Uh, he, he was with WCW. He left the company holding the title and signed with WWF appearing on uh, television with NWA WCW belt but you know fuck it yeah let's say let, let's say that he should have dropped the belt anyway <laughs> even though that's what you didn't do 
uh, he dropped the WWF championship to Hart in '92 uh, at a house show, though. So yeah, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan are not the sources you should rely on. No, absolutely not. You know, if there's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they 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 were always sore losers. Yeah, my that there are. Yeah, yeah, they. Yeah. And Those guys. and the way that he touches Charlotte Flair is uh, something. <laughs> yeah. But we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah. It's Ric Flair. He's from a different time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Hitman character was built up as a Canadian hero. You know, uh, his contract with WWF did not expire for four more weeks. Plenty of time, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, Michaels expressed his happiness at Hart's 2006 induction into the Hall of Fame. Uh, the Hart-Michaels relationship remained laced with antagonism. Michaels criticized Hart's behavior and conduct, uh, conduct during his days in WWF in his 2005 biography, comparing the screw job to a mafia hit. Hart stated... Uh, in his 2007 autobiography that he would never forgive Michaels. Uh, in interviews prior to the ceremony, Hart asserted that he would walk out of the ceremony if he saw Michaels anywhere near uh, on the WrestleMania 22 weekend. Michaels decided to step out of view to avoid a possible scene. Hart did not appear at the WrestleMania show in a mini-ceremony with the other inductees, explaining in an interview that he had never intended to attend or appear at the show. Uh, he would later return to WWE Television 2007 edition of Raw, where he appeared in the taped promo spotted, uh, spot mocking Mr. McMahon's Appreciation Night. Uh, while he was able to reconcile to a degree with McMahon, Hart never reconciled with Michaels. Uh, in 2008, in an interview, Hart mocked Michaels' uh, version of the incident, saying Sean's uh, this Christian today, and in his book, he wrote that Vince took a dive that I never even hit him, and I thought, this guy is such a liar, I wonder what kind of Christian he is. Uh, which, I think, any argument you should never start bringing religion into. That's just... No. that That's not healthy. <laughs> You're gonna piss off more people than ever. <laughs> um, asked if he had seen or spoken to Michael since 97, Hart said no, and I hope I never do for his sake. Uh, however, in 2009, Bret Hart stated in an interview with Sky Sports that he will forgive Michaels if Sean apologizes first, saying, for me, I don't really have much issue with it anymore. If you asked me that up until probably about a year ago, I'd have probably said something different, but I've cooled off a bit for now. I don't want to carry it around anymore. If he wanted to apologize, I would accept it, I'd move on, but I wouldn't forget it. He also put over the Michaels-Undertaker match at WrestleMania 25, saying he was proud of both men's efforts, and despite his personal feelings towards Michaels, he has uh, always had the most utmost respect for his ability. Uh, similarly, Michaels commented, uh, commended Hart's abilities, calling him a sheer joy to work with in the ring. Uh, on 2009, Vince McMahon came out to announce the nominees for the guest host of the year during the Slammy Awards. Uh, after announcing Bob Barker as a recipient of the award, McMahon also uh, asked guest host Dennis Miller, uh, who he would like to see as a Raw guest host. Uh, uh, McMahon asked guest host Dennis Miller, who he would like to see as a Raw guest host. Uh, Miller said he would like to see his longtime favorite, Bret Hart. 
McMahon dismissed uh, Miller's suggestion, reminding him that the last time Hart was in WWE was when Brett screwed Brett, uh, and that he would likely have no interest in hosting the show. Miller then asked the audience if they would like to see Hart as a guest host to applause, uh, but McMahon simply walked away. Uh, on December 16th, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observation Newsletter reported that Hart has signed a four-month contract with WWE and would debut as the guest host on Raw January 4th, 2010. On December 28th, WWE.com confirmed that McMahon would be at Raw that night to address the rumors about Hart hosting the show. That night, McMahon confirmed that Hart will indeed, indeed be the guest host on the January 4th episode of Raw. Uh, a WWE.com article published shortly after the December 28th edition of Raw alluded to an almost guaranteed encounter between WWE chairman and the hitman. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, it was Shawn... What? It was actually Shawn Michaels who came out and called Brett to the ring. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michaels... Uh, uh, Brett returned 2010 on the 4th, as per, you know, the original thing. Promptly called out Michaels in order to bury the hatchet. Uh, aired their grievances with one another while recognizing that their Iron Man match at WrestleMania uh, 12 ought to be the highlight of their relationship rather than the Montreal screwjob. Yeah. Yep. And then they... Brett the Hitman Hart now hates Goldberg for ending his career. Probably. No, definitely. They talk about it. He talks about it in inter- interviews all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a whole beef there. Huh. I, I did not know about that. Yep. But that's a story for a different podcast. Yeah. Uh. uh yeah. They they uh, they shook hands. Michaels turned as if to deliver sweet chin music, but instead embraced Hart. Uh, uh, Hart just, confirmed that it was genuine. Yeah. Just imagine the pure TV gold it would have been to hit him with that sweet chin music. Right now. <laughs> you know, I bet there was a part of him yeah. that wanted to just because it would have gotten views. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hart confirmed that. Uh, it was genuine, like I was saying. Uh, felt Michael changed as a person for the better. Uh, later that night, a storyline between Hart and McMahon began, uh, with the two having their own re- reconciliation, only to have Mann subsequently kick Hart in the gut. In real life, Hart and McMahon have been on a slight uh, on slight speaking terms since 2002, uh, when McMahon called Hart during his recovery from a stroke. Uh, the fume, uh, the feud culminated uh, in an encounter at WrestleMania 26, uh, which saw Hart defeat McMahon in a match that involved the Hart family. After the match, Hart would continue to periodically work televised events for WWE. Uh, he briefly held the United States Championship, which I think you've said before on a different pod, that one's just like a handout type title, right? It's the, it's the testing the waters title. Yeah, uh, I think Logan has that now, doesn't he? Yeah, they're just like, let's see what this guy can do as a champion. Yeah. Let's uh, see how he everything as a champion. It's kind of test the water. Yeah. So that was like, so what, what you're saying is the United States Championship was like a way to see if Hart 
should have a better title. I or because he was already had that prestige, so I imagine with Hart having it, it was more just to boost the prestige of the title, so it didn't seem like a you know useless title. Right. Okay. Well, he had that in 2010. He held that for four times before. Uh, and then, but he, he held that all during his tenure in WCW. Uh, it was his first reign since the screw job. Uh, he appeared uh, at Raw at the Bell Center in Montreal in 2012, uh, which he took part in an interview segment featuring John Cena and, at the time, WWE champion CM Punk. Uh, however, the episode was overshadowed by Jerry Lawler's real on-air heart attack earlier in the evening. So, no bueno there. From which he made a full recovery, though. Um, yes. Which, uh, he's dead now, ain't he? Jerry Lawler? No, he's not dead. He's Jerry not dead? Oh! So. Oh! Okay. He's retired. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah, no, he's not dead. Uh, he was a commentator for a long time, though. Yes. Uh, let's see. He, uh, he recovered, uh, briefly appeared, uh, uh I'm, I'm assuming they're talking about Hart, briefly appeared during the Royal Rumble at 2013, giving a pep talk to Alberto Del Rio, uh, before his last man standing match for the, uh, World Heavyweight Championship with Big Show, uh, on 20... May 27, 2013, episode of Raw. It was named Bret Hart Appreciation Night, where he was pictured in the evening speaking to the likes of Con uh, Kane, not Kanye, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, and Cena. At the end of the show, Michaels and Lawler handed him a plaque commemorating his career. The following week, Bret took part in the WWE Inbox, a web show, uh, on YouTube, where Bret answers fans' Twitter questions. And... Uh, yeah, I think, uh, wow, we, we covered the whole thing. <laughs> you covered the whole history of Bret Hart. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still alive. <laughs> still alive. He's yeah. in rough shape. He is in rough shape. Yeah, he's he's not looking too good. He's, he's 66, so, you know, there's that. Um, he's... Place to call <laughs> yeah, uh... He he's had three wives. He has four children. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, no. To end to end it, I think Brett is in the clear. You think Brett deserved what he got? You know. I think WWE did the right thing with what they had. You know. Yeah. Vince did the wrong thing, but WWE did the right thing. Yeah. They did what they had to do. Vince just screwed everybody worse. Vince made the right business move. Yeah, but it, but the wrong it, friendship move. Yeah, it wasn't the right personable move. But. Yeah, especially to someone who's been for who's been with WWE for such a long time. For sure. Yeah, yeah. he he but, felt like he was getting screwed out of that mainly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway. So like subscribe if you want to go into deep dive of Shawn Michaels' career. Next podcast, tune in. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that what you're going to do? Huh? Uh huh. Uh -huh. Oh, uh, who knows? Find out. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.